Welcome on back, Points and Doinks, episode, what episode are we on? This would be number five. Episode five, week three, going into week three of the NFL season. I'm Travis, here's Tyler, there's Cheese, we're all, the gang's all here, how you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Not doing too well, first loss of the season. Can't even say I lost to the other team, I just lost to Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Um, that's unfortunate if you had to face a guy like Russell Wilson this weekend. Ty, how'd you do this week? You're only in the one cheese, right? So that's all you? Also, sad, sad day. Okay, Ty, Good how'd boy. you do this? Well, I uh, know how you did it one. I, I, I went one and one this week. I, I beat the shit out of Ken, Ken in the auto draft. And I lost. I Who'd lost you lose a, to? I lost to Kyler Murray. Who'd you lose to? No, no, no. I lost to Travis. Lost to Travis's team. Oh, uh, man. He beat, me, he beat me literally by a point. One point, that's all you need. And this, I think this is the episode I finally give credit where credit is due. I turn my opinion around on Kyler Murray. <clears throat> Kyler Murray is a very, very talented quarterback. Join and the club. Do, and it could do very good things for your fantasy team. Thank you. Thank you. It's about time you get the, uh, someone gets the recognition they deserve, and Kyler Murray definitely deserves it. But I... all I'm saying is if I were to have started – my guy, Big Ben, over Matt Stafford, you would have lost. If I would have started a bunch of different people, I would have won still. No. Yeah, I, I have Brandon Ayuk, who got four points. Talk about that later. <laughs> still waiting for him to break out. Uh, I th- Well, I got opinions on that. I, myself, 4-0 this week. 4-0, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you play fantasy football. That's why you come to me for advice, all right? I get wins out here, son. What a uh, wait. Although, didn't we talk about the fact that one of your leagues, everybody was just a bunch of dumbasses in it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, you that beat was me by a, by literally a point. That's I beat I beat you by one point. I beat the other person by one point. But in that league that you're talking about, where everybody's a dumbass, I beat the guy by forty points. Mm-hmm. And I beat sense. and I beat Joe by almost twenty in in our league, where it's a lot better. But I mean, it's Joe. Yeah, he wasn't there for half the draft. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean. I did what it was expected of me, and that's absolute dominance. And this is why you're the host, and you actually do research for the show, Travis, because you know what you're talking about. I try. Well, let's speak about – well, first, before I get – okay, yes, let me recap some of my – because I kind of went half and half here on some of the advice that I gave you last week. Uh, guys, I have all the names here. Mitch Trubisky, Robbie Anderson, Russell Gage, Chase Edmonds, Willie Sneed, Henry Ruggs, and James Robinson. And now, and Brandon Ayuk, I'm going to put in this. I went half and half on these guys. Um, Mitch Trubisky, I told you, was only a streamer if you had a bad matchup or a bad quarterback. And he played about average, scoring in about the 16-point range. Now, if you listened and got Robbie Anderson, Russell Gage, James Robinson, he scored, you know, 17 around 17 16 20 points and upwards Robbie on those Anderson, guys Robbie Anderson is looking to take the number one spot as or take it take the number one receiver spot in Carolina and I don't see why he can't do it yeah now on the other end Henry Ruggs Bill, uh, Willie Sneed Ayuk barely got any looks their way I still think those guys, Willie Sneed, not so much, but Henry Ruggs and Ayuk, I'm not falling off the train yet. Those guys will get more looks as the season goes on. Ayuk depends on um, Jimmy Garoppolo. If he comes back 
And because when he was getting the ball, he looked like he was very fluid. So I'm still trusting in that. And I'm sorry about Chase Edmonds. Um, but he's going to be wishy-washy like that anyways, not being the number one guy over there. Yeah, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds is definitely going to be one of those guys where he's a low-end flex play, like got to be, gotta be last resort type guy to be starting. And Henry Ruggs, I got to say, I mean, yeah, he might not have put up any points, but he was able to draw a lot of defensive pass interferences, and they were definitely scared of him because he can bust it over the top. But also Waller the baller went off, so obviously if he's just going to keep feeding him, then Henry Ruggs probably isn't going to get the same points. But I think in that Raiders offense, the only surefire offensive people you're going to pick is Waller and Jacobs. Yeah, well, there was, you know, they also got touchdowns to uh, the fullback and then um, I don't know their names, the fullback, and there was another wide receiver who caught. So they were obviously spreading the ball out because Henry Ruggs was covered. I think that the Saints were afraid of what he could possibly do and made sure it didn't go to him. And Derek, the Saints Derek still have great cornerbacks, even though this team overall might not be that great. Exactly. Sorry yeah, about De- Derek Carr completed, I think, ele- 11 completions to 11 different receivers that game. So he's, he's spreading the ball around very much. But Henry Ruggs is going to be that, that boomer bust type player where one of, the, one of these days they're going to th- – or one or two of these games are going to throw it up like that and he's going to catch a fucking 60, 70-yard touchdown and all of a sudden we're going to be looking back like this guy needs to be in a fantasy lineup. Uh, I can easily see him just depending on how the cornerbacks line up against the Raiders, having big games and then being really shut down on games. Yeah. Um, once people start respecting that week that the Raiders can spread the ball around, I think that becomes more viable on a day to day, week to week basis. Excuse me. Now, Ty, uh, do you have the injury report? Because we have a ton of injuries this week that are affecting your fantasy teams out there. All right, we're just gonna. We're, I'm gonna go down the list here. Uh, Carolina Panthers lose Christian McCaffrey. He's out. He's expected to miss multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. Um, we have Philip Lindsay, who has carried an injury throughout the last couple weeks. Uh, I believe he's turf turf toe, right? Turf toe, yes. Turf toe. Drew Locke goes out during the game. He has a shoulder injury. He's slated to miss two weeks. Uh, till he's re- reevaluated. We've had Kenny Galladay, who's been uh, injured the first two weeks of the season. Uh, questionable still, but he's he's trending towards being back this week. Um, Devontae Adams got pulled out at halftime for Green Bay in that where they were just absolutely dominating the Detroit Lions. Uh, they said that it was a hamstring strain, but they're saying it's not too serious. It's looking like a minor hamstring issue. And but his uh, outlook for Sunday is still un, uh, undetermined. Uh, let's see who else did we have here. DJ Chark had a chest injury going into practice today, so look out for him. Uh, Sammy Watkins had a uh, got knocked out of the game with a blow to the head. Let's see who else did we have? Tyrod Taylor. Uh, got pulled out right before Sunday's game with a chest injury. So they're they're still not they're still not saying whether he's going to be back this week. Or there's a chance he might be, but I wouldn't count on it. They're saying that came from a complication from a pregame injection that was meant to be for to help his rib injury that he had during the week. Uh, Malcolm Brown, running back from the Rams, 
uh, broke his left pinky finger, still is expected to play this week. Cam Akers separated rib cartilage, and he's considered day-to-day. Uh, Devontae Parker has a hamstring injury still. Jesus Christ, it just keeps going on. Uh, Michael Thomas has had the ankle issue that he's had lately, uh, the high ankle sprain. Trending toward, he's hoping to come back this week, if not this week, most likely next week. Uh, Sterling Shepard went out with a with turf toe as well. Uh, Jamison Crowder has been injured. I can't remember what was Jamison Crowder's injury. Do do any of you guys remember? I believe it's a hamstring that he was dealing with. He still played week one, but then yeah. he aggravated, and so now he's been out last week. Yes. Uh, Brashad Perryman sprained his ankle during the game, so he's uh. He's week to week. Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, has been dealing with a uh, quad injury. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers basically lost everybody. Raheem Mostert had a knee injury. He's not expected to play this week. George Kittle has had his – he was a hamstring as well from last week, I believe. Uh, Nick Bosa tore his ACL, which isn't really fantasy relevant, but, I mean, for that – if you're going to stream that defense, they're missing a very key piece. Um, Tevin Coleman, his, he's got a knee injury. He's expected to miss multiple weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo has an ankle injury. He has a chance to play this Sunday, but they're not counting on it. Um, AJ Brown was dealing with, with a leg injury this past week. It's carrying over into this week. And then the, I think the biggest one is Saquon. Well, Saquon and Christian McCaffrey, but Saquon tears his ACL and is out for the season. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all, is that all you got, Ty? That's everything. Uh, that that was fantasy relevance. I think you missed Cortland Sutton also. Oh, sorry. His ACL. Why the f- I pl- I have up. It's ESPN's injury list. Why is Cortland Sutton not on there? Or did I just mer- go? No, no, he's just not on there. Okay, yeah, Cortland Sutton. Sutton gets. Um, She's just said it. You don't have down. to say it. She's yeah. just said it. <laughs> I got to do everything around here. Yeah. Oh, Goddamn. Shit. God damn. shit. Uh, I I asked of you to do that, and I knew you were just gonna pull up ESPN injury in the first link that shows up. <laughs> it's it's literally the injury report from today that, that yeah. went out today. Yeah, I know that's good. Uh, I appreciate you doing that, man. Ridiculous, uh, but they don't have everybody. So you, there's a lot to unpack there. Do you guys have any um, main topics you want to talk about? I think the running back injuries are definitely the big ones, and people are gonna scramble to see who they should pick up tonight on waivers exactly um do you did you get any questions in cheese i do have one question very specific question from my uh co-host over there curveballs and chair shots dominic he is one of the people who has christian mccaffrey and he is scrambling and he doesn't know what to do so many options so if you're someone who has christian mccaffrey he is owing to so maybe that means a little more urgency to a win now instead of maybe waiting on a Devontae freeman or somebody like that so who would you pick up if you have Christian McCaffrey who will be out a little bit but you don't want to lose a couple more games and be out of the postseason already a couple weeks into the season well my thing is it's going to be difficult there's two options you can go here the first option is Mike uh Mike Davis who's the backup there I got his name correct yes he's owned in two percent of leagues there are two or three percent of leagues, like hardly anybody. It's back up there because CMC 
takes everything. He's going to be inputted basically straight into this offense. He's not going to put up CMC numbers, but he's going to put up RB2 numbers for sure. That offense is going to have to keep grinding because their defense can't hold teams back. And then your second option is is that you have to weigh what you what you're heavy on and may want to take a take let's say you're heavy in wide receiver positions. See if you can do a bundle with somebody and take a running back one. Maybe a team, another team has two running back ones. Maybe you could bundle a trade and try and get one of those guys over in place for you know CMC. So would you would you say like a like a Joe Mixon and a Ronald Jones? Would you would you bundle that together for CMC? Um, I would I would say you would do that. Well, you, not being um, biased here. Just are you trying to put that trade out there or something? <laughs> well, there was a trade. <laughs> we've been posted today. Talks. We've been in talks. There might be some movement on the trading uh, aspect in our league. Someone wanted Ronald Jones for J.K. Dobbins. I was balking at it because I like some of the waiver options a little bit more than what J.K. Dobbins can offer me right now. Mm, I don't know. I think I would take that. This is one of the topics that I was going to bring up was the um, running back situation in Tampa Bay. Leonard well, wait, wait, before before we get into that, let's let's go a little bit into CMC a little more. I didn't try and change the subject. You guys did. Well, I I all I said was that I was throwing the trade out there. That, yeah, uh, no, I I probably wouldn't take. I mean, the, you're not going to trade for CMC. Like, there's no point in you, somebody. If, there's no point in somebody. First of all. Why would you keep him on your roster? He's not going to be back. Who? CMC? Yeah. Why would you keep him? CMC is four – they're saying four to six weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. Saquon. You're thinking thinking Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. um, That's my bad. I I keep getting them confused on who's out for the whole season and who's not. CMC Uh, is four to six weeks, uh, but they're saying he's probably going to be back in three. Yeah. uh, Yeah. If I'm Dominic, you could make one of those trades and try and bundle – uh, I'm not saying get rid of CMC for anybody. You just put him in your bench. Don't, or IR don't. if you have one. Yeah, we have IR for, you know, supposed to be for COVID reasons, but nobody gets fucking COVID, so. Yeah. Um, I'm, I would be holding on to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, although you're missing out for him, you're missing out on him for three to four weeks. Still early in the season, if you play the waivers right, like you were saying, grab a guy like Mike Davis. Or there, there's some other options out there as well, like uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon, who is out there, as, uh, or like Cheese was kind of insinuating at Devontae Freeman, who just got signed to the Giants to take over Saquon's role. Did he uh, officially get signed to the Giants? He officially got si- signed, I think, like half an hour ago. on a yeah. one. I think it's a one-year, like $8 million deal. So he doesn't get the money he wants, but he takes the pay cut because he likes his opportunity in New York. Um, I'm not, I'm not sold on signing Devonte Freeman. Uh, first of all, there's a reason that nobody is bringing him in. Uh, he obviously doesn't look good. And the only reason that the Giants offense does anything productive is because Saquon Barkley is one of the best players in the league. So just by putting in an old has-been like Devonte Freeman does not mean your offense is going to all of a sudden perform well. Now, this might just be Asian talk, but he did say that he could have landed somewhere else in this little, you know, so many injuries going on at this moment. But he did want to sign with New York because he knows he will be the top guy. He'll get the most opportunities. I think I'm definitely higher 
on Devontae Freeman's upside than Travis is. I'm not saying it's going to be Saquon Barkley by any means, but if you're kind of, you know, you don't need it to win right now, you can stash Devontae Freeman, kind of wait and see. Because I think within the next two, three weeks, he'll be the guy. And after that, he'll get the workload and he might put up Saquon numbers in certain matchups and maybe he'll be a, you know, Devontae Freeman from last year and a few other matchups. Tyler? Yeah, I, I could see – I'm kind of like in the middle of both of you to where I could see Devontae Freeman's upside, especially if he's going to get the amount of reps that they were giving Saquon Barkley. And a change of scenery could be what Devontae Freeman needed. He's been He's been in that Atlanta Falcons offense for so long, and it's just been kind of the same old, same old for him, and he hasn't been able to grow or show any other uh, facets of his, of his uh, talent. And maybe this is what he needs. Maybe he needs to be on a New York team that's just going to hand on the ball, you know, 30 times like they were for Saquon to show some talent. I think, I think he'll have enough workload. Uh, but like Travis was saying, he's not going to be Saquon Barkley. You can't draft – you can't pick him up and expect him to be going out there and putting up, you know, 130 rushing yards and a couple touchdowns every week. And we've seen what Saquon Barkley's numbers are on that team that's – terrible like he like he if he was on any on a good team he'd put up cmc numbers but he's on a fucking terrible team so that i mean i just i don't see it working out it's one of the reasons i've i've i wanted to talk about dropping daniel jones now in your league because with saquon barkley out i think the numbers were that he scores on an average 10 points less when saquon barkley's not playing so all your upside is gone when it's all when it's all on his shoulders. Well, that's just the Giants in general. Daniel Jones <laughs> hasn't been able to have his full slate of players around him his entire career. Sterling yeah. Shepard's always out. Sterling Shepard might not even play this week. So exactly. it's just so there's good talent and a good core there, but just no one can stay healthy enough for us to really see what they can do. Yeah, I'm just talking about pure fantasy relevance for the week. I'm not. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, well, I drafted Daniel Jones, so you know what I think. You know, you know what I think about him. I think he has, you know, upside future. But I'm talking about, you know, this week for fantasy. We talk real football on the other podcast. This is just fantasy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Daniel Jones is definitely a drop candidate, and look to grab somebody like Gardner Minshew, who everybody thought was going to be, you know, the tanking team. It seems like he's playing for his job right now, and he's fucking performing. And they're playing the Dolphins this week on Thursday, so I mean, they good good streaming option. Yeah, it seems like uh, Gardner Minshew. I think he's still owned in like thirty to forty percent of leagues only, and he's putting up not 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 you know he's not putting up you know uh, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or you know Patrick Mahomes numbers every week, but he's putting up good quarterback numbers. You know, better than a lot of options. A lot of people are still starting guys like Tom Brady and um, Philip Rivers and stuff like that when this guy is, you know, in their free agents, uh, a free agent that you can pick up on waivers. It's, I mean, seems dumb. I'm not saying get rid of Tom Brady or anything, but maybe make a move for the time being. So while we're talking about quarterback options, Justin Herbert came in. I know we might have to talk a little about real football because – who knows what's going to happen in the situation over there, but should you pick him up right now? Wait a little bit because him, they look really good against the chiefs. I think that team, that, that team was just revitalized to see anybody, but Tyrod Taylor. And, and um, they were talking about after the, right after the game, um, 
What's the head coach over there? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn said that uh, Tyrod Taylor, if he's healthy, will be the starting uh, quarterback. But I think I've heard, I've listened to a bunch of people talk, you know, on different radio shows and whatnot. And some people are saying that's honest, whatever. They still want him to learn. Other people are saying that that was just being said because it's not the right time to kind of, you know, break news about Tyrod Taylor not playing right after he gets pulled right before the game starts on injury. Um, so I think, I think go ahead and pick him up. Go ahead and pick him up now because somewhere in the near future, even if they do end up giving Tyrod Taylor a start this week, or as soon as he's healthy, I don't think it lasts long. Just look at—I mean, they—they—they—they they, they should have beat the Chiefs. They should have beat the Chiefs. If it wasn't for that ill-advised throw with that interception, they—they uh, could have won. I mean, the defense also led Patrick Mahomes walk thirty yards on on third down. Fourth hey, down. Was it third or fourth we're, down? We're talking too much about real football. I'm right sorry. Now. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Uh, I, I agree. I don't wear my thong for nothing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, would, uh, I, would just, I would grab Justin Herbert now. Uh, everybody saw the talent that he brought. I mean, he came in. He <clears> stepped up with – I think I think they said that he found out he was going to start at the coin toss. Mm-hmm. And to come in, he threw for 300 yards against that Chiefs defense, who – that's a day, that's a top ten defense this year. They they really put money into that defense, and I don't know if it was just the Chiefs game planning for going against Tyrod and not expecting Herbert, or if Herbert's just that good. But he put up fantasy numbers, and I could I could just see him being kind of a not not a top ten quarterback, but a lower like a twelve, top thirteen maybe. My thing I would say to is just you know that uh, like saying that oh they didn't game plan for him it's like how different is your how different is your game plan from Tyrod to Justin Herbert where it's gonna m- make Justin Herbert look if if that's the the way that you're saying it that's gonna make Justin Herbert look that much better than Tyrod I, I you know do you understand what I'm trying to say that they didn't really game plan different that you think they game pl- they that, that I think the just, game plan would be the same would be the same for just I I could I just Justin Herbert was taking more Tyrod Taylor as we know is not a very good quarterback he's a he's a glorified backup he doesn't take risks he mm-hmm. just kind of dinks and dives. Justin Herbert was out there taking risks. He was throwing the ball 20, 30, 30 yards downfield. They weren't expecting somebody to come out and attack him like that. They were kind of expecting a Tyrod Taylor type player who's going to just do the bare minimum. And Justin Herbert came out with a lot of electricity, a lot of life. And I think, like you said at the beginning, it brought a spark to that offense. I think Justin Herbert can keep bringing that same spark to this offense and can be very fantasy relevant. She's got anything to say on that? I uh, I just needed I just needed somebody to say it back to me makes to make it go through my head. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert's definitely a streamable option. I don't know if you want to. I mean, you could pick him up right now, but it's just one of those things with the NFL. I mean, Bruce Arians said Ronald Jones is the guy, and then Leonard Fournette goes off for a hundred yards. He he's still saying that Ronald Jones is the number one starter, but you just never know. And now if we're we're approaching the bye weeks, and if there's some teams out there that only have one quarterback. They're going to look at Justin Herbert. If he's producing like that, they're going to swoop him up beforehand. So might as well get ahead of the game and pick him up now. 
So the Chargers go to play Carolina next week. Are yeah. you guys that that's a that's a plus matchup right there with with that uh, shitty defense. That if he Carolina plays, you start him. So you guys looking to stream him? I mean, depending who your first quarterback is, if you get you yeah. know if it you're not gonna not if you're not gonna start him over Kyler, Mur- I don't even know who Arizona's so, playing. So, but you so get the see. idea. Jimmy Jimmy G goes out. You're willing to? Are you are you burning high waiver priority to get? Uh, Justin Herbert? Or I don't think you... anyone was starting Jimmy G anyways. Yeah, the only fucking dumb 49er fans who don't know the difference between fantasy football and their, you know, true lust for football were starting Jimmy I G. Mean, I mean, Jimmy G had a very plus matchup going into this last week against the Jets. Yeah, and even, Maybe even, when, even, yeah, even when he was in the game, he did not look that good against the fucking Jets. Well, I admit a lot of hurt players on that team, but... Yeah. That's just not their mo over there in San Francisco. You gotta think somewhere in the middle. Like if you have if you have a guy like um, Drew Brees, I'd probably start you Matt know, Stafford or Jared Goff. Matt Stafford, those guys like that. <laughs> I'm just throwing two names out there. Randomly. Yeah, just two random names. They're yeah, just, yeah, no, no, I, no real. Uh, I would probably go ahead and start Justin Herbert over them if he plays this weekend in Carolina. You gotta take shots sometimes. Yeah. Um. So you brought up. Uh, we already talked about Fournette and stuff, right? We already kind of touched. Uh, we on didn't. That. We didn't really. We were about to, and then we had to go back to see him. Yeah. So after week one, they say Ronald Jones. He looks pretty decent. They say Ronald Jones is going to be the starter, but coming out of week two here, Fournette seems to be the leader in touches and yardage with more than a hundred yards. Ronald Jones did have a big fumble that may be the reason that they kind of took his touches away. Yeah. But Fournette looked pretty good from what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching the game. I have Ronald Jones. I started him, and he he was looking really good. He scored an early touchdown, and then just out of nowhere. I don't know if it was because of the fumble, but then just out of nowhere, they're playing a lot of LaShawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette gashes that terrible Carolina defense. If you're going up against the Carolina defense, no matter who it is, you need he to start him. Yeah, the Carolina is terrible. But, I mean, uh, he, he busted two big runs. He looked very good. And that's what I was saying from the beginning when I drafted him. I'm hoping that he starts. Ronald Jones, that is. But I'm very weary that Leonard Fournette will take over this job. Uh, Bruce Arians absolutely hates running backs that fumble the football. So, I could absolutely see him getting his touches taken away because but you of can that say fumble. that was just a bad exchange with him and Brady. That, well, that's, that's the thing is who is Bruce Arians putting that on because – as as we know, it ended up getting put onto Brady in fantasy. I think they 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 had initially had given it to Ronald Jones, Jones taking the points away, gave back the points, and then get took it away from Brady. So I don't know if Bruce Arian saw it like that as well, but it seemed like he took it out on Ronald Jones. Uh, Leonard Fournette was just the victim. I wouldn't say a victim, but he got the the luck of playing a bad defense. That running back room is just like the Rams running back room where it's kind of it's a crap shoot back there. I don't want anybody who's on that in that running back room just cuz it's so iffy on who's going to be who's going to be the main guy. At some point it buys you may have to take a shot though, so just keep your eye on them. And that's also kind of one of the reasons why I was a little skeptical of getting uh JK Dobbins is because the Baltimore uh, backfield is almost the same him uh ingram and gus edwards they literally split it like 33 percent. they all are getting the same amount of touches 
And it might be game plan, so one might get more than the other, but it's just another one of those confusing backfields that you just don't know what's going to go on, so I want to stay away from. I think it's game planning, mainly over there in Baltimore. Um, John Harborough. Jim, which one is it? John, it's John, John. over there. Yeah. Uh, he does not want to put the same thing out there every week. He knows from having, you know, from having so much experience that you can have a fucking badass team, and if you keep throwing the same thing at everybody, that they're going to figure you out. Um, much like the Chargers were able to beat the Chiefs, they didn't look like they were mixing it up very much, trying to do the same game plan. Maybe didn't game plan enough for the Chargers, but I don't think Baltimore will fall victim to that. So you kind of just got to catch those guys when they're hot. Yeah, it seems it seems like Baltimore is going with a hot hand too. I mean, uh, week one we saw it was J.K. Dobbins. He he looked the best out of them. They were still splitting all the touches, like she said, thirty three percent between all of them. J.K. Dobbins just got the goal line touches this past week. Gus Edwards was actually the the guy who looked the best with only with nine nine of I think the twenty seven touches that that were or twenty seven running uh, running plays to running backs. Nine, uh, Gus Edwards got nine of them, and he ended up getting 70-something yards out of it. But Ingram was the one who tumbled into the end zone, and then you leave J.K. Dobbins for, like, 22 yards. So it's all just who's hot, you know? It's, it's going to be a crapshoot. Look for them to run the ball when they're playing a team that's terrible at defending the run. They're going to play matchups well. Um, talking about teams with high-powered offenses, Buffalo – is slinging the fucking ball around, hitting everybody and anybody over there, and from even being ahead in the game. They're obviously going to be a team that's very good. And, you know, what do you guys think over there with the wide receivers? Are you like, they've got, you know, obviously Stefan Diggs, John Brown. Um, I think they got a couple other guys over there too, correct? Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's looking good. I think Stefan Diggs can be like the MVP for your team right now because he's getting drafted. He was getting drafted like whatever, four, five, six, and you're getting him at like an, a wide receiver one type of production. And so many people were down on him. I mean, we're even seeing what's going on with that Minnesota offense. Just, I don't know if it's just him or the team in general, but they just don't look very good at all without him. And then he put him on Buffalo, which was already a playoff team to begin with. They're just unstoppable right now. They weren't playing the dolphins, which it's the dolphins, but they're putting up mega, mega numbers right now, and it's, it's scary. Very scary. I'd like to see it. Sorry, Ty. I didn't mean to cut. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, Josh Allen, I mean, he's got such a rocket arm, and Stefan Diggs is such, a, such an amazing route runner as well. So I think that that connection right there, uh, a lot of people were unsure going into this year how they were going to work out, being as this is the first time playing with each other. But as we're seeing right now, like you said, she's Stefan Diggs. <sighs> Yeah, Stefan Diggs can be a, an MVP for your team right now. And Josh Allen. I mean, he just threw for 400 yards for the first time in his career last week. He has 700 yards on the, on the year, no interceptions. And I think he has, what, like three or four touchdown passes already this year? I could be underselling it. Could have more, more than that. He had three. I think he had four or three this past weekend alone. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking really, really good. And this is a guy who – uh, a lot of people took late. Uh, Travis did not take late. He kind of uh, reached and grabbed him, I think, in like the fifth or sixth round, somewhere around there. But this is a guy who – and a lot of people's drafts are falling 11th, 12th. You got to know your guys. Yeah. 
Know your personnel. Um, yeah, first guy to throw for 400 yards in Buffalo since Jim Kelly. All right, uh, one more. I got one more piece of you know news topics, whatever you want to fucking call it. Uh, Blake Bortles signed to the Denver Broncos with um, what's his name over there out? Drew Lock. Drew Lock out. What do you guys think about this? I am staying away from Blake Bortles. There is much better players out there on the waiver wire. As we said, Herbert, uh, Minshew, even Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I think there's players out there that you can get that are going to be a lot better than Blake Bortles. I mean, I was one of the guys who kept defending Blake Bortles over there in Jacksonville, but I think definitely off the bandwagon right now. Uh, I don't even think Blake Bortles is going to be a starter. I think Jeff Driscoll came in um, uh, when Drew Locke went out. He looked decent for Denver. And I think he's going to – it's going to be good enough for him to get the start this next week. Um, And I just don't – I see Blake Bortles as kind of an insurance thing. Like, he's just there in case something happens to Jeff Driscoll or in case Jeff Driscoll looks so horrendous next week that they have to put Blake Bortles in. I don't appreciate the slander, Ty, the Blake Bortles slander out here. All right, he will start. He will start. Maybe not this week. But I feel like as long as he comes in and shows that he can still sling it in practice, he'll start. Now, I agree with Cheese. Not going to be very fan of There's way too many people out there besides Blake Bortles that you're going to be able to pick up with much higher ceilings and floors for that. Denver, I told you at the beginning of the season when you guys were talking about Drew Locke and all of Jerry Judy and all these guys, the Denver Broncos do not throw the ball that much, period as a team. So I don't expect that to change with Blake Portals there. Uh, I, I would like to offer this, this up to you. If, no. if this was, if this was a, a situation you had to face, would you grab Blake Portals to start? Say uh, every quarterback, these are the only two quarterbacks left and you have to start one this week or, or not this week, but when Blake Bortles quote have, unquote, gets announced that he's going to start. No options besides this. I get it. Not, yeah. No options. Blake Bortles or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Okay. Derek Carr. We know exactly. We've seen what that offense can do right now. Uh, Travis, big t- well, Travis, big time hater on Derek Carr. So I, that's why I, sh- I sent now, that look, just for Travis. Do I think Blake Bortles is a better quarterback than Derek Carr? That's up, that's up for debate. <laughs> but, but Derek Carr has been in the system. He knows it. He runs it. It's it's you know it's a big wheel right now. It's an eighteen wheeler. It's going. You can't. It's going downhill. You can't stop it. Two and zero Raiders. You can't stop that right now. So Derek Carr can play as bad as he can until he fumbles the ball into the back of the end zone. Then you can put a fucking goat out there again. It's like an on off switch. Every time he fumbles the ball into the back of the end zone, flips the light on. He fumbles it again. He flips the light back off. That's his play. The light is his play. You get it? it. I I get what you're saying. All right. Cool. You guys have any other um, main topics or anything you want to get into? Uh, I want to talk about the Chargers backfield. Are Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly uh, startable just at at any given moment? Are they are they kind of like what Alvin Gordon and Austin Eckler were in years past? Well, I had said at the beginning of the season that I was. I thought that that backfield was going to be like Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler in the past, but I thought it was going to be Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Now I was wrong about the secondary guy 
and he's actually one of the guys that I have in my, you know, in my um, pickups this week that you should pick up. Josh Kelly is the second guy, and he is a flex option uh, in a good matchup. It's owned by 40% of the teams, and he's going to play Carolina this week. Well, uh, I, I did want to put out there that Justin Jackson is on the injury report as well. So that could be I've, why he is not why he is no. not the number two guy. But Josh Kelly also looked good when Justin Jackson was healthy in week one. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's not the guy. He's the third guy. Yeah, I picked up Josh Kelly in our league. I swapped him uh, <laughs> last weekend. Uh, the, the Chargers backfield was kind of confusing, but it's kind of like a good confusing because one week Kelly gets all the catches, none of the runs. But then now this week or this past week, Austin Eckler is getting more of the catches when Josh Kelly ran the ball like over like 20 times, 23 carries. And it's like, what is going on here? But both of them are getting a ton of work. And as we've kind of talked about, that Carolina defense is atrocious. I will be starting him this week. I I pose this question to you, Travis. Joshua Kelly or David Johnson against that staunch Pittsburgh defense? Uh, Joshua Kelly, please. Yes, thank you. Thank you. you. Well, I know you guys are haters on david johnson but i am starting kelly over johnson this week yeah no i'm not a hater tyler's the big hater on david johnson and duke johnson for that matter he hates all johnsons i just hate anybody with the last name johnson yeah. i don't know what it is he also Even hates the slang for johnson because he's got the hug yeah it's a dick joke yeah uh, so is what she said but you don't understand that one i don't understand you guys yeah yeah um, yeah, so jo- jo- Joshua Kelly, obviously, is streaming. That's one of the guys. Um, what else do you, do you guys got anything else? Another running back, Miles Gaskin from the uh, Miami Dolphins. He seemingly is the uh, the top guy there, only 20, 12.4% in ESPN leagues. So with all these injuries going down, just another guy to pick up. Maybe not the first guy you're going to choose, but if you're kind of behind on waivers, I think this is kind of a guy you want to go look out for. I'm not a big fan of the of the Miami backfield. Uh, I think they have too many guys back there. They have Jordan Howard still, uh, as you said, Miles Gaskin. I believe they have one other guy. I'm blanking on his name right now, um, but yeah, it's uh, and I just the, they just seem like a throwing team to me. They're going to be behind in a lot of games, so it kind of worries me to grab any any running back out of them. That's that's kind of like a desperate flex for me. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure. I really didn't look into Miami's backfield too much, so I don't They're have... going against Jacksonville on a Thursday, so you got to make the decision quick. Yeah. Both of those games have been shootouts with Jacksonville, so there's points will be scored in this game. That's for sure. We just don't know who by who. Yeah. We know Gardner Minshew, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, Dallas wide receivers, are you guys like Mike – who? What are you guys seeing out I of the t- Dallas wide receivers? I, I told you from the beginning I'm on C.D. Lamb. Yeah. And, but at the, dra- at the draft price that I picked him up in in multiple leagues, he's been very good. Very, very good to me. Yes. Yeah, Michael Gallup, a little disappointing not getting the targets. I mean, in that Atlanta-Dallas game where there's 60-plus points being scored, he barely got a target. And it's, it's a little disappointing yeah. because I was kind of the guys who said, you know, draft – Michael Gallup over Amari Cooper because you can get him later. But I am also big on CeeDee Lamb as well. But I think Michael Gallup, if you have him, stay patient. I think eventually the touches will come. Yeah, it looks like CeeDee Lamb has kind of taken over that wide receiver two spot. Obviously, Amari Cooper is going to stay tucked into that uh, first wide receiver spot. But also the tight end over there, uh, Dalton Schultz, 
ended up with, I believe, 10 targets, nine receptions for 80-something yards. Uh, that could definitely be a tight end to look out for if, you, if you're if you in desperate need of a tight end this uh, this week. He he looked like he had a good repertoire with Dak and, and what was a shootout. And I could Good see what? Repertoire. That's not the word you're looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> it's a good rapport. He's got a good rapport with ah, Dak. Close enough. He's got a good repertoire, got a good rapport. Same fucking thing. It's not the same thing, but oh, go ahead. Dak has a great repertoire of weapons around him. That's right. That's how you use that word. Oh, go fuck yourselves. Fuck you guys. I'm sorry. I just couldn't let it go. I'm sorry, Ty. No, go ahead. Could've. Keep, keep no, going on your thought, man. That's usually you something could've. I do. What an asshole. Uh, so Dalton Schultz, look for him on the waiver wire. I don't think he's owned in very in a very high percentage of leagues. So, um, yeah, I felt like Atlanta was playing really soft, soft up front, and kind of just keeping Dallas from stretching the field. So uh, Dak Prescott used the middle of the field a lot, and by by using him, and then once they kind of had to open up. The floodgates were open by that point, but you know what I'm saying. If we're sticking to tight ends, Jordan Reed caught a lot of touchdowns, caught two of them last week. You know, if you, if you got Kittle, maybe, you know, plug him in there for the next couple of weeks. Johnu Smith from Tennessee, and then Mike Gusecki from the Dolphins. I know you guys might not like the Dolphins all that much. We're just some no. tight ends. If, if, if I, I don't sport, like the backfield in Miami. I streamed Gasecki in one of my leagues this week. It turned out to be a fucking awesome choice. Yeah, like like you said, they're going to be scoring a lot in that Jaguars game, and you were questioning, and Travis said it's a matter of who's going to be the one scoring them, and it, Gasecki looks like he'll be one of those high-scoring guys. Yeah, he had a good repertoire with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, a lot of those guys were guys I had on my list for pickups this week as well. I got a couple more questions if you guys want to answer them. Of course. Yeah, I, I think I should read them in full because they're from uh, they're from uh, uh, a certain trap door to hell listener who weirds who uh, phrases things weird. So he said, "This is all an email. Thank you for emailing." In the in the subject that says. Guzzler. Okay, I know who this is. <laughs> I wonder who it could be. And then that the, was quick. And then the, and then it starts with again, Guzzler. 49ers defense crumbling. Should we be worried? I didn't know if we wanted this on the fantasy show or the regular show, but I mean, might as well talk because we'll I'm probably sure talk of, on both. I'm sure a lot of people chose the 49ers defense um, in the draft this season with how good they were last year. So, what do you guys got on that? I mean, you lose a Bosa, that's not a, a good look. You're going up. Not, um, not just a Bosa. The not Bosa. just a Bosa. Fucking Richard Sherman's been out. They lost, uh, Solomon I think. Thomas. Yeah, Solomon Thomas. And multiple other people over there. So, um, are you what, – what do you do with them if they're your defense that you drafted? Are you just going to straight up stream and drop them? Are you going to pick them? Uh, are you going to put them maybe on an IR or keep them on your bench and stream defenses in the meantime? I don't know defenses can go on the <laughs> yeah, IR. I don't think you can put your defense on IR. I but. mean, they should it's be. A play- but- I, 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 I believe it's just a player spot. I don't, I've never even tried that, though. No, I don't think you could put a defense on IR. Um, yeah, can I try it? Hold up. Let me try it real go, quick. Go ahead, and try, go ahead and try it. Um, let me try it. All, uh, so I pulled up the, the schedule right now. So they're playing the Giants I, next I was going to say, they, play the, they have a very easy schedule. <laughs> Sorry, no, you're not able to move them to the... Damn. 
Hate to see it. Well, I wonder if every single player from the defense got put on IR. Then can you put them on IR? Yeah, well, they have a backup, so I don't think that would work. But but anyways, would you keep them on your bench? You could put you you could put them on your bench, and a guy you're not starting move to the IR. How's that? Does that sound better? Look at that. That's a better. That's a better option. So yeah. what were you saying about their schedule sheets? So they got the Giants, then the Eagles, Dolphins, Rams, and then it kind of gets a little tough with Patriots, Seahawks. Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. So I think right now maybe you can look at starting them if you like the matchup. But I think – I mean, I'm always for streaming defenses. I mean, I streamed the Cardinals defense last week against the, the Washington football team. They did fantastic. So I think that the Washington, you know, some of those lower-level teams are the teams you're trying to look at to see who they're playing and stream that opposing defense. Yeah, I don't think there's enough upside in defenses to, to hold on to them. I just, and, I, and especially with that schedule that you mentioned, if any of these guys come back from their injuries, it'll be by the time they start facing these really good offensive teams again. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to hold on to them, I say you, you have just these next two weeks because the Giants, they're not going to be able to move the, vol- the ball very well. And then the Eagles, their offenses looked very gassed the last few weeks. They have not looked very good. So those are those are two where I can see you getting some production. You're not going to get the full 49ers – production that you were expecting but if there's nobody out there if you don't see any good defenses out there no matchups or you don't want to burn a high waiver priority on a defense like that for these for the next couple weeks they're playable but then after that i would start to look to find somebody somebody else just blocked out everything you said cool good (laughs) sounds about right yeah you don't need but you don't need my advice you beat me this week right yeah well that's probably why i just got lost and i was like i don't need to listen to this guy yeah um okay sorry there was one more god damn it my face ideas have been working lately it's fucking stupid thing all right because you're guzzler, ugly guzzler kirk cousins oh and two with bad outings should he be tradable okay so this is for the fantasy show this I'm one not- is no but he wrote two uh, he wrote two other questions that are not for well, they're not really questions, but they're... But he, he wrote, wrote two, two things. He okay. wrote, they're all separate emails, too. <laughs> he didn't put them all in one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this one... Well, I texted him this one, and I was like, Do you, is this one meant for the fantasy show or for not? And he was like, fantasy guzzler. I'm like, okay. okay. So that's it. So um, what, do you, what do you guys think? Kirk Cousins was atrocious last week. I mean, they come out the first drive. He's throwing a Thielen all day, and it was like, okay, looking good. Nice bounce back from the Packers game, and then he just falls off a cliff and just throwing interception after interception. We've said it. There's good team. There's good quarterbacks out there that you can pick up, and I think right now Kirk Cousins, that entire offense is really just in the muck. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, the only people that are startable fantasy-wise for the Vikings. The question is, is if he's tradable. That's That's what I was like – I, I don't, wouldn't even look at him. I'm not taking anything for him. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's going to give up anything for Kirk Cousins. So your best bet is to drop him and to find somebody better because you're just not going to get anything for him. Now, like, I don't know why he asked this question. I don't nothing. think he plays. I don't think he plays fantasy football. That's what I was very is confused. Is he talking about like, like real trades? Like should they just trade him and just tell him to fuck off? 
No, no. Now that I makes asked, more sense. I asked him specifically if this is for fantasy, and he said fantasy, but I didn't think he played. So That's because that's that's no. because Kiahi sits there and just says all the – this whole league is just a fantasy. It doesn't make any sense. It's COVID. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, first of all, you're not going to get – nobody's going to give you anything for Kirk Cousins anymore. Yeah. Uh, you, you, if you wanted to trade him, you're a week late, pal. Uh, sorry to anybody who drafted Kirk Cousins. You might as well just shouldn't drop him. Drop him. Yeah, you shouldn't have drafted him, first of all, in Minnesota, losing their offensive coordinator and being a run-heavy team. But, um, yeah, no, you're not going to get shit, so you're shit out of luck. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati receivers, A.J. Green kind of took a step back last week on Thursday night. Tyler Boyd kind of stepped up in that in that role. How do you see that? working out for the rest of the season well if there's any week you're gonna want to start these guys it's gonna be this week against the washington uh no that's the wrong team against the eagles i'm sorry but i think the eagles are absolute fucking garbage and i think they will they will score a lot of points this week it's gonna be a, like a shootout yeah i mean you can start them i think it's very similar to some of these other backfields it's kind of hard to see who's gonna be the top guy. I think Joe Burrow came out last week and he's he's looking like he's looking like a dude right now. I think he's a guy that you can start cuz that defense, that team in general is kind of trash, so he's going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. He's not going to throw 60 times like on Thursday, but he's going to put up points. Yeah, I like I like people in the Bengals offense the, uh, this week for sure. Ty. Uh I it's tough for me. I have Tyler Boyd Week one, he didn't look very good. Uh, week well, two, week garbage, two, he came out. Garbage time touchdown last week. Yeah, garbage time touchdown last week. And, um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys that this is this is a good matchup for them. Uh, the Eagles' front, front defensive line is very good. So, hopefully, hopefully they're able to protect Joe Burrow a little bit because if they can protect Joe Burrow – then I could see AJ Green and Tyler Boyd having great days. Yeah, and he seems sounds like we're all in agreement there. Do you guys got any other uh, topics or anything? Uh, Green Bay. So we talked about. Um, I brought up Devontae Adams. There's a chance he might not play. Are you guys looking to pick up the Green Bay receivers that are out there? Alan Lazard, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Alan Lazard is a guy I actually have on my list of uh, people to pick up this week. He right now isn't getting a lot of targets and stuff like that. MVS is getting most of the secondary work, but he is on the field for 85% of pass plays. And if um, uh, Devontae Adams, Adams, I almost said Devontae Parker, if Devontae Adams isn't playing, those all can't go to the other guys. He's going to see more flow. Uh, it's going to be bang or bust because obviously Green Bay's been slinging the ball, so he's going to have the opportunities in the event that Devontae Adams doesn't play to perform well. It's a chance you're going to have to take. And he's owned. He's only owned in 44% of leagues. So that's that was another guy that I had on my uh, list here of players. So I'm going to go the other way, and I'll pick Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'm probably, I'm probably not going to pick either one of them if I had the choice. I think if you're looking at wide receiver, I think Corey Davis from Tennessee with A.J. Brown out. He's a guy that you can definitely look, and he's going to get a lot of the target share. So I think I would go with him over both of them. But if you tell me to pick one of the Green Bay 
receivers I'm picking MVS. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I like I like both of them. Um MVS has seemed to get a lot of the looks like you were saying when Devontae Adams is there, but I think Alan Lazard has a better rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Uh they've been working to the they had their their uh opportunities last year when Devontae Adams was out and I think it's going to just carry over into this year if if he is in fact out for this week I don't I don't agree with the rapport statement but I agree with the overall statement that you're trying to make why do you not agree because it's supposed to be repetitive because if they had good rapport he would already be throwing him the ball well you don't want you don't want to give you don't want to take away targets from Devontae Adams like obviously he is a monster of a of a wide receiver you know i'm not saying you have to take away you know eight tar you know eight to five targets from Devonte adams you could take away one or two from him and one or, and three or four from mvs and then if alan if uh alan lazard has that kind of rapport then there's his there's his target share right there i just think because he's gone you can't just overload mvs I think with Adams out, they're going to revert back to what they did last year when Adams was out and just run the ball all day, and Aaron Jones is going to go off again. They're, they're again. fucking doing that. They're still doing <laughs> that shit with him there. Yeah. <laughs> but again, they were playing a very bad Detroit Lions uh, team this this past week. They're well. making everybody look bad. No, I mean, they played the Vikings. Well, look at who they've the, played. The, they the played the, the Vikings. Vikings actual bad, actually bad. The Lions, not as bad as they look, I think. They're just hurt. Yeah. yeah, but it's still lines. Uh, yeah. Let's see who else we got on here. Uh, More wide receivers. We thought Emmanuel Sanders was going to be the guy replacing Michael Thomas, but it was actually Traquan Smith. He got a lot of looks. Is he someone to pick up, or is that New Orleans offense <laughs> in general just you're not loving what you're seeing? Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> Traquan Smith. It's bad Why juju. Why not? What are you talking about, dude? He went four for ninety something yards this week. It's bad juju. Don't do it. You're but you're gonna be a week behind. I've already done this route before. You're gonna uh, be a week behind. Every week you try and start that guy. Travis's Traquan Smith is my Joe Mixon. Yeah, but you keep drafting him. You keep making the idiotic mistake. I don't make the dumb mistake no more. I don't know. You didn't pick him up, and I, what did I tell you before the game? He was gonna have a he was gonna have a damn good game. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. He can have a good game every single week. and have a good game. I will never pick him up. It's not gonna bother you until the person you're playing picks him up and decides to use him against you. Just gonna have to beat him. You're gonna have to beat him outright. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Plus, Drew Brees is throwing floaters up there. So. Yeah. So do you see uh, Jameis? I, dude, dude, dude you know, started. you know about don't us and Jameis. Don't even get me started, dude. Imagine Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill out there taking the field together. So do you guys, I see think that, that would end racism. <laughs> oh God. This is meant for trapdoor to hell. Travis. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Okay. Remind me to bring it up tomorrow. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you guys see Drew Brees's um, inconsistency this year? Being pro- being a problem for Michael Thomas going forward when he comes back. No, Michael Thomas is a security blanket. Any th- any bad fucking throw that Drew Brees throws out there, Michael Thomas can handle. I mean, we saw in Week One he did not look. Michael Thomas had a very bad week. He was also still hurt. 
He was uh, playing through. He did. He did not get hurt until the fourth quarter. So, my statement any wrong? He still got hurt that game. How do you know there wasn't something aggravated him early? And they just lied. <laughs> Are you fucking friends with Sean Payton? Are you friends with fucking Sean Payton? Dude, me and Drew Brees go way back. I don't think Drew Brees would lie to me about that. Yeah, well, I call him Dr- Drew without the W. That's how cool we are. I dropped the W. So he's Dre? So he's Dre. Or Dre. Nah, but I still pronounce it Drew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doesn't even make any fucking sense. I don't know. I, he knows I think... what repertoire means. I'm good with words. You know I want a, a spelling bee? Again, Travis, this is the wrong podcast to be going <laughs> off on these tangents. Sorry, my bad. Uh, you guys just keep leaving dead air, and I can't hate it. I got to fill it with some stupid nonsense <sighs> that I have in my head. I'm just trying to find more streaming options for this week or people who, I mean, people to be on the lookout for. You want me to run down my list of just – I'm going to run down my list yeah, in order. I've already, we've already talked about all these guys, but I have the percent and all that stuff. Uh, like we talked about, Josh Kelly is going against Carolina this week. Um, he's only owned by 40%. Mike Davis is the replacement in Carolina for CMC. He's playing at the Chargers, uh, 2% owned, to about there. Um, Alan Lazard at New Orleans, 44%. Jonu Smith, like Cheese talked about earlier, is going against Minnesota at Minnesota. He's owning 51% of leagues, but if you do have the option, look out there for him. Jordan Reed is going against the New York Giants at with about 9% owned in leagues. Now, he got a lot of target shares, and if um, George Kittle George Kittle comes back, we don't know how that's going to shake out, especially with Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo. But there's no reason you can't pick him up and sit on him all week to see what goes on there. And I like – this is – I mean, this is owned in 75%, 75% of league, but I like the Colts' defense going against the Jets this week. Yeah, I have no problem with any of those guys. Yeah, I mean, like, it's going to be kind of hard to get the Colts D, but take a look, and if it's there, that's your option. Yeah. Your defenses, Arizona Cardinals is good. They put up points against Washington, but they also have a very bad bad, uh, schedule going forward, so that's a defense to look out. Uh, How do you guys like Cleveland going up against Washington this week, Cleveland's defense? That's been a rough one to really touch on. Because that Washington offense, I feel like, can be can produce. But that Cleveland defense also can be good or it can be absolute trash. I've really, like, either – they're both up in the air for me. Yeah, they're, they're both kind of touchy. Like you said, Cleveland's defense has, has games where they look fantastic. I mean, they have – they have the star power there with Miles Garrett being able to get into the backfield pretty easily. Um, and then Washington's offense can be explosive with uh, Scary Terry over there, uh, rookie Antonio Gibson. And if Dwayne Haskins can not look like a fucking piece of shit out there in the first half, they might actually be able to get a win this week. Yeah. I think you're definitely at the rely on sacks and an interception because I think there will be some points scored in this game. This is a week that Baker turns it around. Oh, no. One of these days, he'll turn it don't, around. Don't fucking do this to me, Travis. Don't do this. I'm doing it. 
I'll go out there and I'll pick up Baker right now. I'm doing it. This is the week Baker turns it around. Welcome When's Brandon Ayuk going to turn it around? Yeah, fuck, man. Come on. Two more weeks. Two more I'm weeks. Le- I'm leaving him on the bench for two more weeks. And so then I'm gonna tr- him, you don't see him doing good with Nick Mullins? Come on now. If I, they I, signed Blake Bortles. I really don't know what's going to happen over there with Nick Mullins. Really don't. But I, I feel like he has the potential that I saw, okay? That and you that, saw because you were watching the tape. I'm watching the tape, man. You know it. Watching Always tape. watching the tape. So, um, yeah, I'm just it's just going to take a while for the Niners to realize what they got, man. Hopefully they don't realize it before it's gone. <laughs> the romantic comedy. Yeah, I figured you were going to do something like that. All right, well, if you guys don't have anything else, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. I think think I'm good. All right, guys. Uh, So remember, each week, so I started a new job, everybody out there listening, so these episodes are going to come in a little later. Sorry about that. That's just the way it's going to have to go. Um, You working nine to five now, Travis? No, seven to three. Okay, like a real man. He's working real man job. Yeah. Um, so if, um, hopefully you guys, now that you know that these episodes should be out, you know, not, they're still going to come out night of before the waiver. So maybe try and when you West your widow heady down to go to sweepy by, put it on, listen, grab your phone, do a little roster manipulation while you listen to the smoothing sound of Tyler's voice. Oh man. Do it. Give me a little. Just imagine somebody somebody falling asleep to this voice right here. Here well, we that's actually are. T- uh, damn, you should have done that. Um, <laughs> Why did that turn you on? Should have saved your dinner so you can eat it in the microphone. Oh, some ASMR. Ooh, that, yeah, that that uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh, yeah. I licked ketchup out of that cup, dude. That's so strange how you how you eat. I don't know how you um, make noises like that. If you have you any questions when you eat, that's wild. Can I finish up the outro? All right. No. <laughs> We're trying to go hey, on you, tangents again. You fucking started it, pal. If you fuck, how you fucked me up now. Remember to hit us up for questions. Thank you, Tyler, and thank you. I mean, I guess thank you, Dominic, for the questions. We were going to talk about that stuff. Oh, wrong, when, Tyler. Well, no, not you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring we weren't. Questions. We weren't going to talk about Christian McCaffrey until we Dominic brought it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, Good thank thing you, Dominic, Dominic brought it up because we have to. We weren't going to do it without him. But you can uh, message Trapdoor to Hell on the Facebook, the Twitter. Our email, trapdoor to, trapdoorpod at yahoo.com, and then trapdoor to hell and trapdoorpod on Twitter and Facebook. Cheese, where can they hit you up for questions? On the Instagram, curveballs and CS. Just the Instagram, not the Twitter or the Facebook, because the other guy owns that. Exactly, and he will not get the questions to us. <laughs> he probably so, will. No, he won't. So it, I just realized, I just put I just put something together here. Tyler Kiyahi emailed you yes those questions when he has both of our phone numbers when he could have just texted it but he went out of his way to compose four different emails yeah are you surprised <laughs> i was not and he was on the official trapdoor pod email yeah well actually he sent me he sent me three other ones last week Oh, that's fucking hysterical. Yeah, about different stuff, about trying the spicy nuggets and doing that. He doesn't have Facebook or anything, so 
This but he has your phone number. These are things he could just text you about. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm going to show you. But you know what? I don't, I, email. I don't say to text us if you have any questions or anything. That's so true. That's very he's true. Liter- he's literally <laughs> doing what we say. I like how he does have an Instagram. I keep getting suggestions to follow him, even though. No, 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 no. Like 10 years. So that, 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 well, he didn't even create that. I had a feeling we were- that was the reason. We were drunk at the at a, a, the Minkles house, and Deborah made that for him. And then he was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And uh, times. that's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, all There's right, one well, photo. It's a beautiful yeah. photo. Very blurry drunk photo. Exactly. All right, guys, for points and doinks. Travis, Cheese, Tyler, have a good week, fellas. <laughs> <laughs>